0: Swallows of the South is a proud member of the RPG Academy Network. Hello, and welcome to Swallows of the South. I'm Quinn Wilson, storyteller. This week, we begin Season 4, Bellow of the Bull. I hope you're ready, and I wanted to let you all know that this is a great jumping on point for anyone who is new to the show. So if you love the show and wanted to introduce it to anyone you know... This is a great place to point them. We do a quick recap of all of the events that led up to this, and jump off from there with uh, some new characters to get things properly contextualized, so this would be a great place to start if you're interested. That being said, I wanted to thank our newest Patreon backer, David Hack Friedman. With all that out of the way, let's get started. In the time of myth, when gods and mortals walked creation together, a month had passed since the... Passing of Ariston, chosen of the sun of the Twilight Cast at the hands of the Bull of the North. The Night Cast, Ashen Mask, had taken up with the air aspect scion of the realm, Teppet Harmonious Accord, while Golden Might of the Dawn and Rizzo spent their time working with the local tiger folk in order to shore up their defenses against the oncoming Icewalker hordes. Now, as they met again, all face to face for the first time in a month. What would become of them all? We return to the story of our solar circle. Rizzo, the Zenith cast. Golden Might of the Dawn, the Dawn cast. And Ashen Mask, the Night cast. Each of these heroic, impressive individuals chosen by the sun to do great things. It's been a month since we've seen them. When we last saw them... Golden might of the dawn, Rizzo, and their twilight-caste friend, Ariston, also chosen by the sun, headed to the north of creation, pursuing an idol of Mars. They are pursuing a number of idols. Rizzo carries with her an idol of Jupiter, the god of secrets. They have been told that there are twelve of these idols, and they have encountered a number of them so far. The idol of the sun they found broken in their home city of Jauwei. It made its way through Rizzo to an ancient and bitter force, a woman named Languishing Diatribe, who had allied herself with the bastard child of the sun, Ray of Morning Sunlight. She intends to use him and these idols to bring forth the sun, slay him, and place Ray of Morning Sunlight as the new sun in creation. What this means... For the world could be disastrous. And that is why Rizzo and Ariston had set off to the north where they met Golden Might of the Dawn. In the north, they discovered that there was an ancient and ongoing feud between two groups, the Taiga Folk and the Icewalkers. The Taiga Folk, a hardy people who have recently banded together in a sort of loose statehood under the guidance of their ancient protectors. The Lunar Exalts, Atlock and Tamorbatar. The Icewalkers are led by the warlord, the Bull of the North, a fierce woman who routed the army of House Tepet of the Realm of Creation, the great dynastic force of elemental dynasts and super soldiers who control swaths of creation. She and her army of Icewalkers managed to repel their influence, only, however, by calling a truce in this long-standing conflict between the Icewalkers and Taiga Folk, and calling upon the aid of the Taiga Folk. However, following the dissolution of this alliance, after the routing of House Tepet, tensions resumed, as did conflict. This was the situation into which Rizzo, Ariston, and Golden Might of the Dawn found themselves. In meeting with Atlak and Tamorbatar, Rizzo found that her brother, Kidu, was here as well. Having been chosen by the moon himself, seeking the aid of Adlak and Morbitar in gaining mastery over his new abilities, having heard the Taiga folks' side of this conflict, their apparent harrying by the Icewalkers, the constant threat that they live under, the three Solars decided to make for the Bull of the North. They met her and asked her her side of the story. She was quick to dismiss them as injuring her pride or attacking her honor. The meeting resulted not in conflict, but in a sworn oath that should the Circle return, the Bull of the North would slay them where they stand. And so, seeing two seemingly irreconcilable sides of a conflict, the Circle made their way the underworld through one of the shadow lands left by the bull, for the slaying of the tepid armies seeped the earth with deathly essences and opened strange portals into the underworld. And there they met six arrow seven quarries, the ancient leader of the ice walkers. He told them that the Taiga folk had made a great trespass in ages past, for each tribe of ice walkers defines itself under the banner of a totem animal, and the Taiga folk had made settlements in the resting grounds of these totem creatures, disturbing their rest and sparking them into unease. Understanding this to be the root of the conflict, they hoped that explaining this to the Bull of the North would make her see reason, and so they returned. They offered to take her back to see 607 quarries and hear his story from his own lips. Not forgetting the oath she swore to slay them, the Bull of the North issued an ultimatum, or a challenge rather. If you fight me, into submission. You can take me to see my ancestor. However, if I win, I will slay the champion that you have set against me. With heavy hearts, the Circle decided that they would elect Ariston as their champion. Before the conflict, they met with the Bull of the North's closest advisor, Fry, who was in fact the Sidereal Exalt, the Chosen of Mars, the Goddess of Battles, Tawia, a friend who they met Back in their hometown of Jowei, when it was laid siege by the realm, Tawia explained that they had, in part, contributed to the bull's status as a warlord and the rampage that they ran across the face of the north. They had tried to use the bull as a tool and had lost control. Tawia prepared them for battle. Ariston stepped forward and was slain. In the ensuing chaos, Tawia assuming the guise of Fry, held back soldiers and sought to calm the raging bull as Golden Might of the Dawn and Rizzo escaped the encampment. Meanwhile, as Ariston was being slain by the bull, the nightcast Ashen Mask was finding himself at the tail end of another misguided caper with sky pirates in the nearby areas. Contracted by Ray of Morning Sunlight to steal an idol of the elemental dragon of air, he set off with a crew of sky pirates to a city hidden in the swirling clouds of the wild he escaped with his prize but the crew's escape from their raksha foes proved more trying than anticipated and in the chaos that followed ashen mask was tossed from the ship landing in the north at the feet of tepet harmonious accord an erstwhile ally once a foe a scion of house tepet who had been sent to Jiao Wei to claim the idol of the sun that was stolen he has now set himself about exile and failure to the frozen lands of the north. It was here that Ashen Mask fell to his feet, and he took Ashen Mask under his wing. It has been a month since that time. The bull has become more aggressive, more assured, in the knowledge that she slayed another Chosen of the Sun. This is more evidence that fate is on her side, and in fact that she shapes fate and destiny, that she cannot be defeated, that she never has been. Attacks against the Taiga folk have increased. In that time, Atlak, Tamorbitar, Kidu, Golden Might of the Dawn, and Rizzo have been sent at various times to rebuff these attacks, but they continue. They're incredibly numerous and unpredictable. The morale of the Taiga Tigafolk is failing, faltering. It is in this context, a month after the death of Ariston, that you received letters from Tawia asking that you meet back in the Tigafolk village where you met Strikes like Wolf, a bureaucrat of the Tigafolk, and Yorglip, a disgraced warrior and purveyor of hot goss. So too did Harmonious Accord receive such a letter, having been present for the slaying of Ariston. It is now that we turn to our group meeting with Tawia, Harmonious Accord has brought his new companion, charge, who knows, along with him for this meeting. You are in a longhouse where a small fire sits at the center, around which you are gathered. Various colorful tapestries hang about, being colored by the flickering orange light. There are several ornamental statues carved of bone set about, and the frigid air of the oncoming fall is blowing in, even through the thick leathers. The The descent into the colder months has been rapid and precipitous. It seemed summer but a month ago, but air has become capricious. Seated, we see five figures. First is Tawia. They are short and dark-skinned with fierce red eyes and a curly mess of hair atop their head. They wear a sleek chest plate that is of red leather. They wear a gold-white band tied around their waist as well as two short sticks that they use as a weapon when the time arises. There's also Tepet harmonious accord, a pale man with wild white hair, almond-shaped eyes, and a cruel and capricious smile. He wears, as always he does, even in these extreme colds, a leather harness seated and buckled with a ring of blue jade, as well as loose harem pants. He hangs... A blue jade chakram at his side, and he sits next to Ashen Mask. Describe Ashen Mask for us, please, John. Ashen Mask
1: is a tall man with very shortly shaved hair. He has N. Even when tanned, he seems to be lacking color and is in a large, dark navy colored jacket with fur lined around the collar and sleeves and very seemingly thick pants, almost looking like he is wearing layers as if he is not comfortable getting particularly cold, and in fact is sitting as close to the fire as he can, looking around and appears to be, at any given moment, noting where exits are and what the most valuable things in the room can be. Perfect.
0: And next to Ashen Mask is Rizzo and her teacup wolf, Qui-Gon Gin and Juice. Why don't you describe both of them for us, Chanel?
2: So Rizzo is a caramel-colored girl. She has dark brown hair um, that is outrageously curly. She has round eyes that are dark brown. She wears a dark, dark, deep purple that looks like... It could be black. She's still in mourning, but she doesn't really act like it. It seems like she's hiding something or she's not fully herself. But I mean, those around her obviously know what it is. But to someone who's a stranger, they wouldn't know any better. So she lets a little bit of that through in her motions and her outfit, which is almost exactly what it was before. It's kind of like this, it's a short sleeve. Type of a tunic that has buttons on the left-hand side and it goes a little bit longer than a shirt would almost to her mid-calf and um, some tighter pants underneath and some durable shoes. On her lap is Qui-Gon. He sits with white fur. He's kind of adapting a little bit to the cold so it's much thicker than it usually is. He's very upbeat and He also mourns over the loss of Ariston, but knows on a deeper level with Rizzo that he needs to be there emotionally for her and be that constant for her and be the one to pick her up so he doesn't show it also but in ways that a familiar would know he does sometimes look where ariston would be next to rizzo or look at things that would remind him of ariston and uh you'll see his eyes drop a little bit and then he'll remember his duty and remember what he's supposed to do and jumps right back to rizzo's side
0: perfect and next to Rizzo is Golden Might of the Dawn and either one or three companions. So why don't you describe yourself loving, believing, and mercy?
3: So mechanically speaking, Golden Might of the Dawn is quite possibly the most beautiful person in the world um, due to each charm, She has an appearance of six. Uh, visually speaking, Golden Might of the Dawn is of small to medium height. She has almost glowing sunlight hair that has streaks of pink and orange in it. And her eyes are this beautiful blue with streaks of purple and kind of cotton candy pink in it. She has a lovely, healthy, glowing blush in her cheeks and is keeping on this beautiful, perfect smile where all of her teeth are perfectly white and perfectly straight. And it's almost as if she is inhumanly beautiful She is wearing the same pullover sweater, which is just one of those flap sweaters that has two buttons on each side that clasp around, um, except it is a little bit thicker because she is wearing the blanket that Rizzo and Ariston had made for her to protect her from ghosts. She has, in addition to the chakrams that she previously carried attached to the back of it, she also has two smash fists They are rather thin for smash fists and almost look like medical gloves if somebody were to dip them in artifact armor. (laughs) Um, And they could really give someone a beating. She has two rings, one on each of her middle fingers. And inside the pocket of her pullover sweater are three little poof balls. There is a tiny little mouse-ish poof ball with a large Mohawk um, and long tail. There is a tiny bear-like one that has a tiny little cotton ball tail on its back end that is nice and small and adorable. And there is a lion-like one that has a big extra mane around it. And those are believing, loving, and mercy. Her familiars.
0: So this meeting begins as Tawia from the fire ladles soup into bowls and passes it around. It is thick and hearty. They also pass around bread for everyone to eat. This is, without a doubt, the best soup and the best bread that any of you have ever consumed in your lives. It is impossibly delicious. Tawia eats this as well. And despite the flavor, despite the impossible wonder of the thing that they are putting in their mouth, they seem downcast. An unfamiliar expression. For those of you who know them, I wish I could say that I called you all here under better pretenses, but that's not the case. Hi, everyone, by the way. I see that there's a new figure here. You brought him a cord? I did. My traveling companion, Ashen Mask. I'll let him introduce himself to you all. Ashen Mask looks up, mouth full of bread
1: and spoon, almost about to go in as well. (laughs) Ah. uh yeah i uh fell out of the sky and this guy found me i mean lucky for me right uh so yeah he's been showing me around it's a lovely place you have here oh my god this is amazing by the way where have you been keeping this food oh
0: um thank you it's a hobby of mine cooking that is an amazing hobby you have there thanks
1: you
2: should Um, go professional
0: Yeah, unfortunately I have bigger duties to attend to And that's why we're here You know that the bull has become more aggressive I'm not sure if you've encountered them Accord and Ashen Mask The ice walkers and their raiding parties Oh, not if I can possibly help it, no We've been trying to keep a low profile since the incident Truly But, yeah, certain modes of travel have become harder Yeah, that's why I called you here I know that you've been mounting defenses that taiga folk have, generally speaking, but it's time for me to take responsibility for the person that I helped the bull become and for what she did to Ariston.
3: That wasn't your fault, Talia.
0: You are welcome to believe that. I know what monster I made. She is rallying her troops. They've all been called back. I would not expect any raiding parties for a while. However, all of you are familiar with the fact that Near where the idol of Mars is held, that there is an area where Icewalker and Tigafolk alike have agreed not to tread. As you know, it is suffused with the essence of Mars, and that makes it difficult to travel across. You will face battles if you enter that area on every level imaginable. But the bull has decided that if she and the Icewalkers march through the area. And they approach the idol and take it that their victory over the taiga folk will be assured that there will be nothing to stop them from crushing all of the taiga folk once and for all and putting that ancient feud to rest.
3: I say that we uh, put the ice to rest first.
0: Is that, uh, the? I mean, the idol, would that actually... Like, could that make it so they can do that? It's not entirely clear. As someone who has thus far existed in her camp as an advisor trying to get her to scale back after I convinced her of her own greatness, I would not assist in her use of the idol. But if she were able to tap into its properties, she might be able to. I would be more concerned with the effect that its removal has on the essence in the area. These idols have a tendency to serve as linchpins in local ecosystems of essence. When the idol of secrets was removed, it destroyed the village that it was housed in. When the idol of the sun was removed from Jowai, they suffered six months of drought.
1: Huh. So if someone were to take one of these idols out of say, like a wild area Would that have a distinct, lasting issue for people
0: it may it would depend on both the idol and the nature of the wild and the surrounding areas i mean let's just throw hypothetically out there an idol of air chances are it would be reactive in one of two ways it would either stifle or over agitate pockets of air essence making it either completely stagnant or incredibly overactive probably causing weather anomalies like cold snaps blizzards even that sort of thing. Hmm. Good to good to know. Good to know. But with Mars, her purview is battles, destabilizing the nature of battles and the essence of war in this region already so historically affected by it. Could cause huge ramifications. Maybe that would allow the bull to slay the taiga folk. Maybe it would cause weapons to lose their bite, but the lust for blood and combat would not end. You could see potentially a war with no end until starvation, until the warriors exhaust themselves to death, seeking to kill one another. But
3: could the Bull of the North starve? Because I think that would be a great death. I mean, terrible. That'd be terrible.
0: As invested as I am in Solars like you, mm-hmm. I've not run experiments to that end. I've not tried. I think that would be excessively cruel.
3: Yeah, but um, I think that it was really excessively cruel of the Bull to do what she did. And so maybe I just want to give a teensy bit back. <laughs>
0: I don't disagree with you. I'm reckoning with that myself. If I believed that I could kill them, I probably would have by now. That being said, just from a purely biological standpoint, probably if the bull would starve, it would take longer than it would a regular person.
3: Oh, well, we might as well just kill her normally then. We still need to take the idol. I mean, this is the
2: whole reason we came here.
0: Yeah, she is set to march. In three days, she at the head and her army following her, It'll Cross... Into the area that is Mars's domain. This will mark an act of war. It is a declaration of hostility against the Taiga folk on a scale not seen in the raids that have been perpetuated. These are groups of people who will raise villages, who will destroy every last living Taiga folk in their sight, if they should reach them.
3: About how big is this army? Because I've taken down a few, and if I could just gauge the size.
0: It's large. 25,000 strong at least. I
3: could probably take that.
1: Ashen Mask is just looking at Golden might of the Dawn, just smiling and shaking his head. I don't, I can't get. You remind me a lot of this f- f- Fay that I met a while ago. uh Yeah, I don't want to fight 25,000 people and a crew. Crazy <laughs> solar. So, could we get the
0: idol beforehand and just say, run away with it? That would be my recommendation. The act of war is going to happen whether or not you are the ones who instigate it. In crossing that line, people will see it happen, or if you manage to sneak by, you'll manage to delay the onset of the conflict briefly. But as with the bull, it will be difficult to get there once you start making toward the idol but it would be better for you to obtain it than for you to try to fight her army to a standstill before seeking to obtain it afterward
3: oh Tawia, and golden might of the dawn kind of runs her hands through her hair again it's not gonna be a standstill i'm gonna crush them like the little bugs they are
0: Tawia's red eyes glaze over for a second before they look back at golden might of the dawn you have not seen them in action i know battles And they make battle like no army I've ever seen before.
2: I'm not as worried about their army as I am about the bull. I could care less about these people. They don't really understand why they're fighting. But the bull knows why. And the bull knows what the whole feud is about. And still chooses to be this person and make the choices that she's going to make. I'm not going to get the idol without killing her.
3: Well, if not for the fact that, um, Goldmine of the Don looks at dash mask, I couldn't trust you as far as I could throw you. Ooh, I could actually probably throw you pretty far. I couldn't trust you as far as Believing could throw you. And Believing is a mouse. Can't throw you very far. Um, but if I could, I would say we'll have you dash for the idol while Rizzo fights the bull and I take down their army. And she kind of uses air quotes on the word. I'm fine with that.
0: Let me be clear. The chance of the bull's entire army reaching that idol are slim. It is going to be a several days journey across this area and those in her army who are of weak will are likely to be stripped away. I'm you in- cannot advance an army on this temple. The pathways there are too narrow. It would likely be her and a small retinue if you made it to that point with the rest of the army having served to get them farther and and to lay waste to any taiga folk who happen to pursue.
3: So then we just head there now, today, as soon as we finish the rest of the soup. Because that's really good, and I want another bowl. Ash and Mask, you're blocking the fire!
1: No, I'm blocking the soup.
3: That's my problem! (laughs)
1: He gets another bowl of
0: soup.
3: Just fill up my bowl! How many people does the bowl
2: usually keep around her and her immediate army?
0: Well, you've seen her with a retinue as small as about a dozen people. Mm Mm-hmm. I would expect that if she were to take a group with her there, 50 to 100 maybe? Enough that you could maneuver them through the mountainous terrain without needing to worry about immense campsites for an entire army.
2: And would these be the more skilled
3: of her soldiers? Absolutely. Fine. And Gold Might of the Dawn cracks her knuckles. I like a challenge. Let's do it. Rizzo, I follow you. I think that we should do this. I really do. What about you, Accord? You've been real quiet.
0: I have. I've made my stance on this entire conflict very clear since the get-go. I'm here to, forgive my language, sort my shit out. Seeing Ariston go like that muddied things significantly. But I've been having fun the last little while with Ashen Mask here. But when Tawia sent us a letter, I... Well, quite frankly, I figured he would be better suited to your company than he would mine. I've been trying to live a quiet life of reflection. Should things destabilize here, I'll move on. I'm good at that, disappearing into the wind. But I'm not going to condemn Ashen Mask to such a fate. And quite frankly, knowing what's going on in the area, that helps me get around easier. I don't think Tawi ever thought that I was going to join you. I might have hoped a little bit, but I can't say I'm surprised oh come on man you gotta come along this is gonna be great
1: i'm gonna steal an 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 idol
3: you said that really weird and um now i definitely don't trust you as far as believing can throw you so <laughs> we're gonna have fun Please don't leave me
1: alone with them.
2: I think because of your friendship with Ariston, you should at least try to help, as even as little as you can, even if that's just distracting the army so that we can get a better shot at the bull. Create some kind of diversion.
0: Harmonious Accord looks into the fire and looks at his bowl of soup, and then looks to all of you, fidgeting somewhat uncomfortably with the bowl in his hands. Let me be direct with you. I suppose this this is difficult. Um goldie and uh rizzo rizzo especially i think you've seen me try to work past some of this emotional guardedness that i've got my my cheery veneer. i'm scared of what happens if i go there they're going to bring out the conflicts that reside within us and outside of us i suppose but i'm here to try to put one of those conflicts to rest I, I worry about what will happen to me if I'm confronted with it directly. I've done horrible things. I've enjoyed horrible things, and I'm trying to reconcile that with how things have changed since I met Ariston and Godwin and Ajax. But you know what? I, I I'll follow you for a while. Uh, if I get too uncomfortable, if I'm not ready, I will disappear.
3: So you're just going to chicken out? No he's going to do his very best to break this with us, and Goldie is going to bat her eyes at him and attempt to instil him with a minor intimacy towards her of the intent to protect. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Golden Might of the Dawn is going to use listener swaying argument to supplement her instill action, which will give her one automatic success. And if Accord decides to attempt to boost his resolve by any means, she will receive one uh, non charm bonus die for every two points he does so.
0: Please roll your charisma plus presence for this roll.
3: Five successes.
0: So, he does feel something of an urge to protect you, though it's likely because he finds you amusing more than it is he has a distinct desire to keep you around or, like, a sincere appreciation of you. I'm going to do my best. Rizzo, I believe that I've made my stance on all of this stuff very clear. You can call me whatever you want. Call me a coward. Call me a bastard. A chicken shit. Whatever. I've been called worse things, and... I've done worse things. I'm going out on a limb here, and I'm going to try my best.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And my best is what you're gonna get. And I can't all... promise that that's much.
3: But it's all we can ask for, and we are so happy to have you on board. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, we're super happy to have him on board. We're so happy, thank you.
2: So you're
0: gonna make your way to the idol, and that's good.
3: Yep. As soon as Ashen Mask refills my bowl or it moves.
0: It's going to take you a couple of days to get up there by my estimation if you make good time you'll be able to get there a day ahead of the bull and then you have to cross and make your way to the temple itself who knows how long that's going to take
3: rizzo can't you like magic a tornado to carry us there
0: oh yeah. can you i can't yes Damn. that would be helpful
3: yep there we go. We will tornado ourselves there. Well, Rizzo will tornado us there. I'll, yes, I'll tornado us there.
0: You should make better time that way. And you may be able to get the idol well ahead of the bull.
2: Just letting but... you know that we will not be going unnoticed. It's not a magical invisible one. So if we don't care, I'll get us there in a jiffy. But everyone will know.
3: Well, that's fine. Because if everyone knows, then we can set traps. And even though they know that the traps are there... We're going to crush them to death.
0: I think that going that fast and setting traps are the opposite of each other.
3: No, 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 no. We just have to stop and make one big trap. It's called an avalanche. I'd say we just go straight there. And if you want
2: to set a few traps, maybe I'm in the immediate area. That way we know that they're there, there.
3: Man, I hate the straight and narrow. It just seems so boring, but fine. When time is of the essence,
2: I'd rather not risk our shot with this. Fine. I'm not
3: going to throw away our shot.
0: Okay. okay. That being said, once you cross, who knows how how long it's going to take. your are uh, somewhat at Mars's whim. And she can be cruel.
3: But she can be kind.
0: Yeah. You probably don't want her kindness, though.
3: I guess that's fair. But Mars gave us you, and you are amazing.
0: Yeah. I would really appreciate if you would let me finish a thought, though. Sorry. I've been trying very hard to just finish a sentence.
3: I'm just really excited. I'll be quiet. I'm sorry. And Gold Mud of the Dawn covers her mouth.
0: Thank you. If you will have me, I will accompany you. The bull doesn't know where Fry went, but she's so angry at this point that she probably doesn't care. She'll move on without him. That being said, there's only so much I can do, even if I am familiar with Mars, to overcome what she has put there. Let me know if you need anything. I think that taking a moment to prepare ourselves couldn't hurt. I don't know if you want to tell. Adlock and Tamorbatar and Kidu, what's going to happen? Or if you just want to make your way straight there, I would recommend that we go straight there. But I also know that Kidu is your brother, Rizzo.
2: I think if I told him, he might try to stop me, so I'm fine just going straight there. Agreed. Okay. Maybe we can leave a note for Adlock and Tamorbatar.
3: Yeah, but we might want to not tell them that we're going to go get the idol. Because they might do something dumb and silly, like try and come and help us and get themselves killed.
2: I mean, they've also been fighting this fight for a very long time. I think that if we had done something without them, maybe that might be an insult.
1: But also, if I mean, just throwing this out there, if the Bull of the North thinks that this idol is going to let her win this. Are they going to think that if they get it, it'll let them win? Because I don't want to give the idol to them either.
3: No, they don't want the idol. They just, they're fighting the battle between the ice walkers. See, I, I kind of feel like they do want the idol, but they've been trying to pretend to us that they don't want the idol because the other day they just happened to be talking in a place that I just happened to be, and I might have happened to have distracted them with, you know, um, my adorable familiar show. You know, that, that's what I did. And they kind of told me that they thought that the Bull of the North might not have a bad idea about getting the idol to win the war. Cool. Then
2: we don't tell them and we head straight there. Yeah. That's, that's a good plan. Okay,
0: that sounds good. It's going to be cold, and I think that this is probably an important opportunity for us to put some stuff out there. This geomantic energy, it's not unlike the wild um, Ashen Mask, where it sounds like you might have some experience. I'm just inferring here. Just a little. It's fine.
3: Is that how you fell off a ship?
0: Funny story. No.
3: (laughs) Story for another time.
0: Indeed, but... It will feed off of what is inside of us, and it can manifest those things physically. It can make you face these things. We will, I can tell all of you right now, stand a better chance if we lay conflicts that we carry with us out for everyone else. The things that maybe... They're fights that we have had that we are scared to revisit, but they could also be conflicts that lie within us, things that we are scared to face or people we are scared to see again. We need to know everything we can because Mars will use everything she can against us. And at this point, you can feel a bite of frigid air whirl into the longhouse as a stout man with a... Somewhat scarred and gnarled face pokes his head in. Oh, I didn't realize this was being used. Sorry everyone, I just got this feeling on the back of my neck. Like there was hot, hot goss. It was about to get spilled.
3: Nope, no hot goss here. Totally, totally boring goss. This is cold goss. Frigid. Ugh, it's like the air that you are letting in.
0: You sure that there's no good goss here?
3: I'm positive. I 100%. mean come on. I mean, look at me. Do you think I'd be hiding hot goss from you?
0: I don't know. You look like you might have gotten yourself into some situations that might have produced some goss. Rizzo, you were always good with goss, you know? You pick anything
3: up recently? I thought you didn't want to be friends with Rizzo.
0: I didn't say that I wanted to be friends with Rizzo. I just, it's transactional. She gives me some goss, I give her some goss.
3: Do you even have any goss right now? This town's been so boring. I
0: always have goss.
3: (laughs) Don't say always, because I might catch you on that one day where you don't have any.
0: (laughs) You don't want to get into a goss fight with your glup.
3: <laughs> I you love fighting. Fool. I love fighting. Come at me. Dare you.
2: Now's not the time, Goldie. Uh, you want goss?
0: I want goss.
2: You know of, uh, our friends, um, Tamorbatar? Yeah. Well, I heard that they're looking for the idol.
0: Incredible. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay. Then. Now that. that that's hot goss. That's, that's very. incredibly hot goss.
2: It's spicy goss.
0: It burns my tongue, and it burns my. Heart. I've got some heartburn because of how hot that goss is. And now I'm going to leave you with a little piece of goss before I let you get back to your meeting. Okay. Unless you want me to you know join this little power out you've got going on here. But if not, I, I I get it. So you know Pete, the guy who used to stand guard uh. at the uh, at the gate. You know, take yeah. people's things. Nope. Yeah. Make sure that they stayed on the straight and narrow when they were in the camp in the yeah. encampment. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. We know Pete.
0: So even though last time we spoke, you broke my heart by giving me lies about that man you yeah. told me dirty lies about him stealing things from children and i remember that i remember that
2: very well you know what though you know what makes friendship stronger when you overcome those things just saying go on
0: and it's in the spirit of that i can't call it friendship yet i won't call it friendship yet but it's in the spirit of that Then i won't tell you this pete he's just gone and traded his most prized position a large wooden carved map and he's traded it for the most majestic goat you've ever seen but things are beautiful it's gonna be a prize winner He's certain of it. He's banking his entire life now on this goat. He's given up standing at the gate taking things. He's a goat's man now, Pete, and he's going to become Mister Mister Big Goat. That's his. He's certain of that. So that, that's my exchange. Uh, some goat goss. Some HGG hot goat goss.
3: Oh, Yorklip, you are so charming. <laughs> bye bye. Something about you makes me uneasy. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny.
0: Anyway, I'll let you get back to the goss victory. And he dips himself out and shuts the flap behind him.
3: I hate people who just leave the door open. They're the worst. Freezing. Trade seats with me.
0: <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good where I'm
1: at. Also, Goat, that's what That's, yeah, that's what, what passes what for hot gossip yeah, out here.
2: usually it's spicier. So it's like the level of, like whatever I, level I'll give him, that's what he'll trade back. My idea is that it's not as important now and it might be later.
0: Battery just doesn't like you.
3: That, and he also is kind of crushing on Pete.
0: I did get the sensation that he felt betrayed. Like, maybe he was being a little bit withholding with the information he was putting forward, considering this apparent slight about this Pete fellow stealing things from children.
2: You don't know the the circumstances. It was important, then, to tell a lie.
0: Okay, I'm just saying I was trying to read the situation, and I think that that's what happened. But we should get back to the issue at hand.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) None of us have secrets. Come on, Accord. (laughs) We are all... So open <laughs> and golden Mite of the dawn is twirling the end of her hair um and looking very intently uh at the table as if it is the most fascinating thing she has ever uh, seen are we ready to to go yeah yep i'm super ready so ready
0: i am not i will <laughs> tell you right now everyone has secrets
3: yes but no but but rizzo knows my secrets and i know rizzo's secrets and so like we don't have secrets and she gestures to herself and rizzo
0: i'm willing to put things on the table if you all are and if you guys don't talia steps in that's fine but people are going to find out and it's going to be more unpleasant than you had anticipated so we might as well get it out now if not rizzo go ahead and prepare the tornado we can get going
3: Ugh, talia i don't want to talk about that stuff it's so sad it makes me sad. And I'm not a pretty crier.
0: Well, people are going to find out anyway. Like I said, this is just insurance. Because if we know, we might be able to solve the problem together. If it hits us blind, who's to say? Well, I'll tell you right now. I mean, I don't really
1: have a whole lot going on. Uh, I mean, if if something manifests, maybe you see my idiot brother. Who knows? Uh, You know, you might uh, see my parents. God knows I haven't in a while. Uh, but uh, other than that, no, no, I've, I've led a very open, clean, non-secretive life.
3: <laughs> if you're telling the truth, I hate your guts. <laughs> Just so you know.
1: That's fine. I've had a lot of people hate my guts. It's it's fine.
3: Okay. Well, um, as Rizzo knows, I am an orphan. My parents sold me. And it's cliche and it's boring and it's dumb. But I killed the person who bought me, and I went into mercenary work. And that's boring, and it's cliche, and it's done. I mean, every orphan kills their master when they're sold in slavery, and then they go into mercenary work. That's just how it works. That's how life works.
0: Yeah, that's why there's uh, no orphan slaves. That doesn't exist. You know, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Uh, anything for you, Rizzo?
2: Well, um... Ariston and Godwin knew this, and I don't know if I've mentioned it to you before, but um, when I was younger, um, magic runs through my family, and I didn't heed or listen to my grandma, and unfortunately, with my negligence, I actually cost her her sight
0: it was her voice her, her voice yeah it ripped her tongue out
2: it ripped her tongue out it being a demon
3: oh see um i thought that you were gonna talk about um that date that you may or may not have gone on i'm still not really sure if you did it's not really
2: a secret i just didn't care because it wasn't that cool yeah but you know i mean i'm just gonna throw
1: this out there as far as secrets go the difference between going on a date or having your grandma's tongue ripped out i mean wants a little bit bigger so thanks for that one <laughs>
2: i chose to tell the one that's gonna be rougher to see once we get there versus when
3: you're like oh
1: oh i don't know i've had some it? dates that are pretty rough to see if you know what i mean
3: <laughs> no <laughs> it's what's once. on the inside that counts
1: that is so
0: easy for you to say
3: because i'm beautiful on the inside <laughs> maybe i don't hate your guts after all all right
0: well i will put two things out there i suppose One, and this might be obvious, I do feel a little bit of conflict and uncertainty around the fact that I abandoned Min and Prema. Maybe if I was there, Godwin wouldn't have killed Min. We had a contentious relationship, but lessons from your childhood die hard, and it's difficult for me not to feel duty-bound on some level to the realm. Then again, the realm doesn't much care for me. And uh, that's in part because when I was younger, before I was shipped off to the temple, around the time my essence was awakening, I I did murder my mother.
3: But she was terrible and abused you.
0: I wish that that were true.
3: She tried to sell you into slavery? No. She hurt someone you love.
0: I mean, she was a dynast.
3: Oh, okay. Certainly.
0: Same as me or anyone else from the realm.
3: I mean, you're a dynast, but you're not a dynast.
0: Well, when I was 13. All I had ever known her to be was a caring, loving, affectionate mother. And still, I ripped her esophagus from her neck.
3: Oh, thank you for sharing? (laughs) Thank you for being accountable, because accountability is important, and, uh, sometimes we lack that around here.
0: I didn't feel bad about it at the time, but I'm letting you know because clearly I have some conflict around that thing now. It might be a little bit late, but I am growing something of a conscience.
3: It's never too late for a conscience.
0: And I'm probably not immune to this. You know, big one, I kind of made the ball. I feel pretty bad about that. But if we're fighting battles, the biggest battle I fight is the one that I fight to be remembered.
3: Oh, Talia.
0: We might have to deal with that. I can't promise, actually, that you will be aware that I'm with you the entire time if this happens. Because... I try every day to make sure that in some way the marks I leave on people are remembered. They can't remember my face or my mannerisms or anything. It's why I make food, why I care so much. If I leave someone with an experience that they can never forget, then maybe on some level they'll remember the person that prepared the food. But I still worry that they won't. And I worry all the time about being forgotten. I'm still new to this job, to being chosen by the maidens, and I lose sleep over it so that's mine anything else anyone needs to get off their chest or ash mask uh unzips his jacket and takes out the
1: idol of air (laughs) yeah i also i stole this i should probably let you know just in case this comes up
3: holy shit (laughs) goldie kind of glares at ashen mask she has a large smile on her face and if you were to not be paying attention to the fact that she had a terrible glare it would be a very lovely face that's so badass (laughs) how did you get that
1: well that would be the fey that i had mentioned so, you know, if the air gets all fucked up for them, I don't really care. That's fine. They're monsters. So whatever.
2: Well, that's cool. That's good enough for me. I'm glad. Uh, well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that. Yeah. I'm not sure you understand what you have. Well, I mean, it definitely
1: stopped me from dying when I fell out of an airship. So that was nice.
2: Mm. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk it's, later. It's meant for more than that. But we we have plenty of time on the tornado to talk about That, and your wonderful accomplishment of getting that idol. (laughs) You are something.
0: All right, let's go. Yeah, let's do this. Are you ready for some piping? Hot goss? That's right. It's time for lunch at the Tiger Folk Longhouse. It's been a long time since I had the opportunity to sit down, and actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever had a lunch with the, the three of you.
3: Yeah, um, we only, like, just met, so I've never had lunch with you. Or you, and Goldie looks to Ashen and Mask and points.
1: Yeah, no, I don't think I've had lunch with either of you. I would definitely remember if I had lunch with you.
3: <laughs> yeah, I get that a lot, and she, like, lightly runs her hand through her very blonde and pink hair.
0: Yeah, I just, maybe it's because Rizzo was here, and I remember when Rizzo... I'm not going to lie, you remind me of Godwin and of Ariston, and I had a lunch back with them in Chao Wei, and it was an event, but that's not important. What we're talking about is what's going on here with us. How the hell have you guys been?
3: Well, um, as you might know, Ariston died, and that was super depressing, and so I have just been punching my feelings into the air. <laughs>
1: All right. That is very definitely healthy. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. I mean, look at my biceps. And she, like, lifts her sweater back some so you can really see that she is toned.
0: Yoked. <laughs> I understand that sometimes a way that people process their feelings. I'm also processing some feelings regarding that. You know, we had a couple of conversations around that whole relationship. What that meant, the way I handled myself, the way I might have misled Ariston or believed myself to have been misled by him. And I'm proud to report that I have resisted my darker instincts.
3: That's good, because I shipped you two so hard in that last moment in the tent. I was like, be canon, be cannon. And then Ariston got dead.
0: <laughs> I don't know what any of that means.
3: I don't either. Um,
0: but but... Re- regional dialect?
3: You guys don't talk like that up here. Everyone talks like that in the South.
0: Yeah, nope. I've never heard those words used in that context before.
3: Well, you know what a ship is, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, I got thrown off of one. Uh-huh. That I rode one down to the, uh, to the threshold from the Blessed Isle.
3: Okay, that's not the ship that I'm talking about. Rizzo, come on, help me out here. Can't help you out. I don't understand. But you, you come from, like, Joey. There are tons of ships there. We have like, ships. Yeah, river ships. Well, yeah. No, but, like, the lovers. The lovers are a ship. Like, they're a cannon ship that everyone in the city ships, and that's how they get elected.
0: The only of I care about are the Immaculate Texts. And I've what? told you before, I don't actually care much for them. Also, cannon ships just sound dangerous. (laughs) Yeah. Fire dust?
1: Ships are wooden. It's going to burn the dang things down. Oh, yeah. Don't trust it. Not even a little.
0: Ballistae, that's where I'm at. Ballistae (laughs) are good. I I also think that the lovers, those are just people who who are seeing each other. Sometimes they're they're married.
2: They're not really in love. Oh, they can be. From my experience, I've not seen them in love.
3: I feel like maybe there's like a translation problem going around. Could be.
0: Clearly, that's why I asked what you
2: meant.
3: Yeah, yeah, you should uh, clarify. That's literally the heart
0: of this whole problem.
3: I speak four languages. It's really hard for me to, like, get to the root of where we're having this miscommunication.
0: Maybe it's time you move past this thing and we just kind of keep this conversation rolling because it's screeched to a dead halt over something that, frankly... It's insignificant. I was trying to be vulnerable with you and explain something about where I'm at emotionally. As you had offered something about yourself emotionally, cut me dead off.
3: I'm not used to talking about things in an emotional manner. I'm used to, this is your job, go do it, and you do the job, and you get your money, and then you leave, and you don't talk to them until they have another job for you.
0: Well, rule number one is don't be selfish. What's rule number two? Be giving yourself.
3: But Be giving it... yourself in the selfish way? Be... What? Why not? Be
0: giving yourself what? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Isn't giving yourself not selfish?
0: Well, you can be not selfish while still being withholding or
3: guarded. Mm, I could see that. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, And Might of the Dawn reaches across and she places a hand on Accord's uh, arm. I didn't mean to cut you off. I understand that that was very deeply emotional for you. Um, And I should have let you explore that more.
0: Um, all right. I don't really do conversations like that either. I was just letting you know that you cut me off. Okay.
3: She retracts her hand. Yeah, that's
0: good. That's better.
3: <laughs> I don't
2: know about you guys, but I could uh, go for some tea. And uh, assuming because we're in a new place, I'm going to ask if I can put a little alcohol in it. Yeah, I, I I could use
3: some alcohol, too.
1: After that conversation, I could use a lot <laughs> of alcohol.
3: I, I'm with you. Can we, can we get a lot? Excuse me, waiter.
0: We'll be right there.